Hashtag SAFM Headspace. You are most welcome back. You're still listening to the Hidden Space with me, Nayelu Pondor. On 25 and a half minutes before 11, you're still listening to SFM leading the conversation. Mr. Moyana, can you hear me? Yes, I can certainly hear you, but I was struggling to hear Caesar as well. Yes, I too was struggling. I'm hoping that his line is better now. All right, let's let's begin with you, Mr. Moyan. Uh, can you confirm, first of all, these details? Why is Busa interdicting this uh, protest action? Thank you. So, <clears throat> look, look, Busa understands that employees and their trade unions have a right to protest about issues that affect um, the, the social economic interests of, of workers. Um, but they can only do so <coughs> excuse me, if they follow the legal procedures that are prescribed in, 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 in the Labor Relations Act. Now, Busa is saying you can't just take to the streets and protest if you have not given the other parties a chance to try and resolve your concerns. This is precisely what is the issue here with with uh, the, the action called by COSATU and which is supported by SASPO, their, their affiliate. Uh, Busa is saying, before you, 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 you threaten to bring the whole economy to a standstill, try and resolve your issues. In fact, we don't believe that, um, you know, they, 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 their concerns are necessarily addressed by shutting down the economy. Um, it's, it's, it's the case of, you know, cutting your nose to, to spite your face, as it were. We believe that uh, such damage to the economy is going to be detrimental to jobs. So, so if there are genuine concerns that COSATU and, and SASPO would like to, to have addressed, we're saying the procedures are available to them. They should approach NEDLEC in terms of Section 77 and invite the parties properly to come and talk and see if their issues can't be resolved that way. And and what they have done so uh, in this particular case is that they have simply dusted off a notice from uh, August 2017 uh, where they were complaining about economic crisis and they were citing some sectors where they believed things were, were bad then. And they, without giving uh, BUSA or any other uh, respondent a chance in 2019, to talk to them about whether conditions might have changed between 2017 and now. They're simply wanting to go on, on strike, and we're saying that's not good enough. Um, they did go on strike back in February of this year, uh, or, or protest action, I should say, in February of this year, in in response to, to the same notice of 2017. And we think their point has been made. If they want to, to protest again, they should follow the same procedure of talking to the other parties before they, they, they embark on any further protest action. Is it not true, Mr. Moyana, that the banking industry is planning on shedding jobs? So, so that has been, I think, widely publicized. Uh, you would have heard some, some wild numbers uh, attributed to, to, to various banks about the losses that, um, you know, the job losses that the banks are, are, are are creating. We, we think that if you examine the true facts, and SASBO in this particular case as the banking union is fully aware of the facts, and we think that uh, the numbers that they're banning about in, in, in the public is simply mischievous. They know that from the restructuring exercises that the banks have announced this year alone, 
they firstly had nothing to do with maximizing profits, which is what COSATO was complaining about in 2017. And secondly, the numbers of people who have actually been retrenched are so little that it's not even, it's nowhere near what they've been saying. It's not even in the, in the, in the upper hundreds. So, so, and I'm talking collectively at that. And, 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 and SASPO knows very well the reasons for, 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 for this latest round of restructuring in the banks is because banks have to adapt to the, the, the changing nature of, 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 of the industry. Uh, digitization has, has, has taken on, and customers are now demanding their banking services differently. They're no longer going in, in great numbers to, to branches. Uh, most customers are now transacting online, electronically. And, and that has resulted in some, some roles in, in the banks needing to be optimized or, or becoming redundant. And, and that is essentially what has led to some of the, of the job losses that, that, that are happening. But I should hasten to add that the, the low numbers that I'm, I'm talking about are a result of the banks being responsible about any, any job losses. So, so banks understand that when it comes to retrenchments, they should do everything possible to first try and accommodate the, the employees who are affected. So they, they, they retrain people, they refocus, they refresh their skills. They sometimes even help affected employees to, to, to gain skills outside the banking sector or even to start their own uh, businesses in some cases because they need to support them, those, especially those who may not find accommodation within the banking sector. Right. So, so banks are doing everything possible to to avoid and, and, and if, 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 if retrenchments can't be avoided, to at least minimize them. I hear you objecting to the numbers. Business Tech has given us some information. I want you to verify if this information is correct. It says, and I quote, APSO Standard Bank and NetBank Group have all consulted with staff about cuts in recent months. APSO is restructuring operations across its business units. Standard Bank is closing 91 branches, while NetBank is in talks with about 1,500 employees over job cuts or re- uh, redeployments. And this is according to Bloomberg in, in July. Can you confirm these numbers? And give us the actual numbers. You're saying these numbers given by Kosatu um, uh, are not accurate. Give us the accurate ones. So, so, so the numbers are, are being used in the wrong context. And what we're saying, so for example, take a bank like NetBank. The time that that was reported, they're saying 1,500 employees were spoken to, meaning they were consulted about their roles changing. Not that they were going to be retrenched. So out of that number, for example, um, NetBank has confirmed that they only let go, um, I think, ab- about 19 people out of that whole group of, of people. So in other words, the bulk of those people who were spoken to had, uh, in some cases, um, they changed reporting lines or their roles were refreshed and they focused on something else, but they were accommodated within the bank. And, and, and with Standard Bank, I'm also aware that um, they, after closing all those branches, they eventually let go of, I think it was around 26 people. So, so the, the big numbers that have been banded around is simply um, scare tactics. Um, and if you just understand what that means um, in the context of restructuring, you will actually realize that not everybody who's consulted because their job is changing 
if necessarily going to be retrenched. But you're not giving us the actual numbers, uh, sir. I would like you to give us the actual number, the correct numbers. Please confirm the correct I, numbers. I, I have said the ones that I'm aware of, in the case of NetBank, the numbers have been shared with with uh, with with Salco for that matter. I'm saying this year alone, NetBank has confirmed that they only retrenched. I think it was as at the end of August, um, 19 people. And 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 Standard Bank, um, they said they mentioned a figure of 26. So so not everybody who receives a notice to to be consulted with is necessarily going to be retrenched, and that's the point we've been making. So are you saying that by the end of these retrenchments, we will not be having, we will be seeing thousands of workers without jobs? That's correct. That's that's the point that the banks have been making all along. That the numbers that are being mentioned in the media by SASPO, that's misleading. Those are people who whose roles have been impacted by the changes, but it does not mean that they're actually leaving the banks. So, as far as Star Bank is concerned, the citizen has confirmed that 91 branches have been closed and what 1,200 jobs affected. What exactly does that mean? Affected or impacted means that your role may change. So, 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 for example, you know, when digitization affects your role, it means you, your role may be repurposed. You may do something else. So, some roles are combined. And, and, and by the way, uh, you know, digitization or, or the, the advent of automa- automation is not necessarily destroying jobs in all cases. Sometimes new skills are, are required and, and new jobs grow out of that. Okay. So there are new jobs that are created. So if you look at the net effect of all these changes, it's not it's not all bad. It's not saying that jobs are going one way out. Okay. No, some, some, some jobs are being created. All right, let's move to Mr. Mayor to give a response to this matter because, again, um, if you're saying that the exaggerating situations and these are scare tactics, perhaps they need to respond to this. Uh, Mr. Moyan, it would appear that you are giving us a point that uh, Mr. Pamla has not uh, perhaps uh, given us, and let's give him the chance to clarify his position. Mr. Pamla, I'm hoping that our line is going to be clearer now. Your position, it sounds like from Mr. Moyan, you're just giving scared tactics, you're exaggerating numbers, and this is just gross hyperbole. Your response? No, look, um, this is such a lame and tired uh, attempted propaganda. It's just laughable. Look, you ask him to give you the exact numbers. He tells you what he thinks. How are we supposed to engage with his Opinions. He thinks we are saying 1,700 workers whose livelihoods are at stake here. They have gone to CCMA to apply for Section 189, making it very clear this banks that they intend to get rid of these people. Initially, some of the people have been uh, encouraged to accept severance packages. He might, he might be. I don't even know what he's referring to because he is not giving the figures he's telling us what he thinks he might be referring to people who have accepted the offers the fact that some people have already accepted doesn't mean that the process of retrenchment is not going to happen once they have uh, uh, finished with stage one they are going to then say 
Now that we have not accepted this is our second stage. This is how now we're going to proceed. The, the reality is no responsible organization will take vehicles to the streets if it was unnecessary to do that. And your guest is actually very disrespectful to your audience and to South Africans as a whole to come and try uh, to play such a, a limited energy propaganda. The fact of the matter is that we went to Netlek. We discussed the retrenchments in, in many sectors of the economy. We deadlocked. We got a strike certificate. We went on strike. The issues are yet to be resolved. So the strike continues as far as we are concerned. Let the court on Wednesday rule whether their interpretation of the network processes or our interpretation is the right one. That we will leave to the court. We're not going to spend time and energy arguing over something that will be ruled over by a court. None of us, we, we can state our position. At the end of the day, the court will have to make that determination. Second, we went to the job summit. We asked for a moratorium on retrenchment. None of the people who were there, including Booth, agreed to a moratorium. So for him to come here and say, we haven't uh, utilized the, the platforms available to us is, is purely nonsensical, to be honest. We have been to Netlek. The reason why we went on strike in February is because we deadlocked at Netlek. How many times are you going to deadlock at Netlek over one, uh, the same day? We went into a summit where everybody said, okay, let's talk about a social accord here. Let's be constructive partners. Let's work together. The private sector said, no, we don't want to entertain the idea of a moratorium on retrenchments. Government said, well, we will entertain it, but they were paying lip service because a couple of months down the line, they started to talk the language of, of retrenchments themselves. So to then say unions have not been a, a, a genuine in engaging the social partners, is disingenuous. There is no platform that we have not utilized to engage on the issue of retrenchment. We have exhausted all of the uh, platforms. We continue to call for discussion, but we have a right to mobilize. We have a right to make sure that the, the, the level of inconvenience, a permanent inconvenience that they are imposing on so many families, they also have to feel it. The hysteria about them talking about the economy, what is it that the banking sector can say it has done for the economy? Is it not the same banking sector that was manipulating currents not long ago, manipulating our rent that impacted on the poor people? Since when are, are, are they the ones now who think they can pontificate and preach to us about disrupting a, 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 the banking sector on, over one day? These are the same people who in their own sector have been reckless enough to to, 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 to lend money to people that now we find that 11 million people uh, of this country are actually struggling to, to pay back their debts. So these are the people who have been found to have colluded when it comes to bank charges. So they are the first ones to, to actually try to preach and pontificate. They can defend themselves. The exorbitant bonuses they've been paying to each other, they can try and explain those away but they cannot be the ones who think they have the moral high ground here to tell us that by going on strike and mobilizing for a strike was about that you know. They are destroying workers' livelihoods at a time when they do not have a practice of profit. I'm not what quite... he's actually saying here 
is the point that Kosatu has put forward. He understands exactly that. We said, we understand that digitization and automation are here. We are not fighting progress, but we are calling for a jobs plan that will allow the upskilling and reskilling of the workforce. They are not doing that. They pay service to that. They are sending these people home. 500 workers work on that bank in the IT section. Well, well let's go. All right, we're going to take a break and come back. When we come back, we'll take some calls for you and then conclude our conversation. It's 10 minutes before 11. Across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. We're in conversation and concluding our conversation with our guests. First, we're going to take some calls from Durban and Bedford viewers. Begin with Vielo and Bedford View. Good evening, Vielo. Molo, Molo, sis. I've got a problem about people coming on radio. The trade union demanded to be employed by force. It's a sign of desperation data. They do not have plan B about their lives after they've been retrenched. Technology has arrived, the data. Culture of being employed is dying slowly. In Europe, where I was, they do not buy cars, they hire cars there. No need of human doing administration. Everybody is on a smartphone using X. So it's about time people they know that they're gonna be unemployed. It's gonna continue. Nothing's gonna stop. Unions can talk as much as they want, they're not gonna win. You know my slogan, white men with the economic muscle is showing them now. They didn't vote for them, now they are fighting back. People are going to suffer. They must go to Little House. Okay. Right. Thank you very much. Viola, appreciate your calls. Go to Durban. Keith, good evening. Oh, it's not, not Keith. It's Keta. Beg your pardon. Keta, good evening. Yeah, when I, eh? Yes, Keta. Yes. Uh, I've been partly answered by the, by, the, by the union, but I would like to know them, them. I would like them to answer this question. When did they start to lobby and talk to the bank for the reskilling, uh, because my problem is that most of the time the, 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 the unions are reactive, and secondly, the the, the, the banking system is is now online. How effective do they think their strike is going to be? If it's going to make an impact, because at the end of the day, unions must stop when they when they want to seem to be representative and relevant for their members to start stating the protest that disturbs the economy, which actually is making the situation even uh, even worse. Let us try to understand that whatever we do, we try to find an amicable solution then to try to make things worse. Because at the end of the day, if I can just, before I, I stop, give you a history. You remember, Marikan? Unions persisted. They got what they want, then later there was retrenchment. Because even the same strike had an impact on the, uh, on the employees, uh, 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 put the employees' employment at risk. Let me stop there. You said something, Keta, that I did not understand. When you said they are reactive, what did you mean? Because first. I mean, they react, they always react. They don't perceive things coming and start to engage the 
players to say, look, things there is a change in the there is a change in the industry. Let's start now engaging on reskilling. For example, Keta, for example, in this situation, um, uh, in the fourth industrial revolution, uh, uh, are you suggesting that they should have foreseen that the option of the banking industry would be to lay off jobs and not to try and rearrange these jobs? Are you saying they should have foreseen that? Yes, but if if, if you've got an interest for your employees, you should have seen that. And and let me suggest something. I suggest that they, they go to the banks and ask the banks to say the people that you are, you want you want to, uh, to 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 lay off, please use the same people to go and advise small business and work on commission through the banks to advise the small the small uh, business right. people got it. Got how it. to handle their business so they can be sustainable. Thank you very much, Kate. Appreciate your call. Scott Bluefontein and Magdalene. Good evening. Good evening, Mary and Elisna. Yes, ma'am. And, uh, and your mistake. Uh, nice. Mm. I still maintain my point, like the first caller. He said, plan B. Mm. Uh, we cried for a long time about white monopolies. When are we going to stand with whatever that we say we want? The thing is that we should, the union has been on this platform with the very same issue since 2017. It was an ample time to plan when what? Point is, I said previously with the union rep who are saying that why don't you take or else the thing is that maybe the negotiated amount, the compensation, it can be look small. They should just look forward to can negotiate for a better compensation, which will allow those people to start their own banking system, whereby we other citizens going to be their clients. Okay. It's so easy. All right, got it. Thank you very much, Magdalene. Appreciate your call. Mm-hmm. Let's have Mr. Uh, uh, Pumler respond. It seems as almost of what, much of what has been said by the callers. He's directed the unions. Mr. Pumler? Yeah, look, um, some of the things that I don't see any reason to really respond to them. If if if, if you say white people are showing something, I, I, I'm not interested in that nonsense. Look, I, I, I take the points that have been made by some of your callers, but they themselves, I think they didn't maybe hear me. I'm going to repeat myself again. We have been talking since 2017. We are the ones who went to Netflix and called for a job summit. No other social partner called for a job summit. Because we wanted, we said at the time, the issues that face this economy, the changes that are happening, cannot be resolved at a workplace level. They can only be resolved when we as social partners, when we sit around the table and discuss things at a policy level and find solutions there. Since 2017, we are the ones who actually took that initiative. Number two, we got the job summit. We sat around the table. We said, look, we understand that we are not going to stop this. But what we need to do is that people who have made money on the backs of workers should not dump them on the unemployment line. That is the argument that we were making. We said you need to take resources and make them available to make sure that we can train, reskill, and upskill these people so that you don't just send them home after you have taken everything from there and then you leave them uh, 
unemployed, uh, unable to close and feed their family. We then said, because you're not facing a crisis of profit here, you don't have to actually return these people overnight. What we need to do is to put a moratorium, discuss, put time frames, and make sure that we agree, we put a just plan. This is not an issue of the banking sector alone. We said this when we're talking to the uh, Mineral Resources Council. So anyone who believes that the union should not take a stand and speak out against this, uh, what is happening, retrenchment, doesn't understand what unions are for. All right, let's have Mr. Unions exist to defend their own members the same way Busa is a lobby group for the private sector. All right, I want, to, I want Mr. Moyane to respond as, as well. Mr. Moyane, uh, your final word on this matter. Should you lose your interdict on Wednesday, what's going to happen on Friday? Look, we, firstly, we are, we, are, we are confident that the court is going to see things our way. The, the, the point about the interdict is, is to make what we're trying to do is to make, to drive the point home that talking is what is important more than simply destroying the economy by, by I, I, under, I understand, sir. What is the plan should you lose so, in court on Friday? What's going to happen on Friday if you lose on Wednesday? This is, this is what I'm trying to say, that, that we have always been calling for discussions, right? So it doesn't mean that if they go on strike, the problems are going to be solved. In fact, we don't, we don't think that, um, you know, if they proceed with the protest action, they're going to achieve anything. If, 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 if anything, it'll be more pain because, because you know, if, if the economy, the press as it is, suffers any more blows, you can just imagine that, the, the, you know, the companies are going to react, <coughs> not just the banking sector, but companies that suffer are going to react by trying to cut costs wherever they can. So, so, so this particular action of shutting down the economy is not the solution. All right. The solution is in talking. All right, we'll leave it right there. Both of you, Keza Moyane and also Cesar Pamela, both of you gentlemen, we really appreciate your time. Good evening to you.